Welcome to Kingsway International Christian Center Tirona, where we are raising champions and taking territories. We are sure this teaching will be a huge blessing to your life. For more information, visit www.kicccanada.ca. Now, get ready to be transformed by the Word. of your word will bring light and life. Let nobody live here and remain the same. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Please be seated. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. I don't know if they've introduced Minister Sam to you. Minister Sam Dagundro, sir. Assistant ministers at Prayer City with Pastor. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want us to open 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 to 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible. says, we think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. And we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God who raises the dead. And he did rescue us from mortal danger and he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him and he will continue to rescue us. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. I just tied to my message, and I believe maybe somebody, or it's for every one of us here, and it's, it's not time to quit. Tell your neighbor, it's not time to quit. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Say it again. It's not time to quit. <laughs> Paul, in this passage, was no doubt expressing something that many times we all go through in life. He said, we went through some troubles in Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed. And he mentioned a, a phrase there which I need for you to take note of. He says, beyond our ability to endure. Beyond our ability to endure. That is, there are some things that you go through in life that is still within your ability to endure. <laughs> that you can stand it. You can probably still hold yourself against such attacks or such opposition or such challenge. But this one, he says, it was beyond our ability to endure. And it is when you get to those situations in life where it's beyond your ability to endure that quitting then becomes an option. <laughs> I cannot take this anymore. This is beyond my ability to handle. But what you will see with Paul here is uh, instead of him now backing off in fact, he mentioned, he said, we thought we would never live through it. <laughs> we expected to die. And this was all in the process of preaching the gospel in the province of Asia. Where this led him to was the point where he now said, I cannot help myself except God helps me. So he said, as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves 
and learn to rely only on God. Do you know there are some situations in life where you still have some kind of option? You know, uh, if I don't have money, I know Uncle Joe as <laughs> a little, he can still help me. Uh, if I don't have this or that, there's somebody I can still go to. Or I still have some reserve somewhere in some place or something. You know, I can still make a few connections here and there. And the pain I want will be delivered to me. But here it says, as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely. Only. Only. <laughs> Not on my wife or my husband. Only on God. Sometimes we put the wrong people to task for our progress in life. <laughs> Start to wonder, you oh, know, are you praying well? My wife, this, this you know, <laughs> leave her alone. She's praying. <laughs> you have to rely now on what? Only on God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, if you've never been through situations like that in life, you have not started to pursue destiny. If you have never been through situations where you had to rely only on God. Uh, you are still coasting. Hallelujah. He said we have to rely on God and not ourselves. The God who raises the dead. Because this situation is a, looks like a dead situation. <laughs> a, a, a situation where we've lost every initiative. We don't even know what to do. We don't know how to put it together. But he went further. He says, and he did rescue us. Hallelujah. <laughs> From mortal danger. And he will rescue us again. Praise the Lord. We have placed our confidence in him. And he will continue to rescue us. Look at your brother and sister again. Tell them, it's not time to quit. <laughs> I don't know in what situation or circumstance it is for you. I don't know in what uh, area. Maybe it's um, immigration challenge. Maybe it's business challenge. Maybe it's ministry challenge. Maybe it's a marital one. Maybe it's a relationship thing or financial, whatever it is. I want to let you know that God still has your back. <laughs> And God is still for you. And no evil will befall you. No plague will come near your dwelling. He will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. You will not dash your foot against a stone. The one who keeps Israel neither slumbers nor sleep. He will keep you. He will make a way for you. What you have to know is that you are a seed. And somebody said somewhere, and I love the statement, said you cannot kill a seed by burying it. <laughs> you have only helped it. <laughs> Hallelujah. They tried to bury us, but they did not know that we were seeds. God is going to bring the best into your life in this season. You just watch out. It may look like your whole future, your whole plan is being buried. But you are coming out of those ashes and God is going to introduce you to new realms of favor, new realms of glory, new realms of opportunity in the name of Jesus. I was listening to Wintley Phipps, who was one of the singers I listened to. Wintley Phipps, he's, I think, uh, you know, my, the old time way, very you know, deep voice and all that. Praise the Lord. <laughs> He said, it is in the quiet, because he's now a pastor, he said, it is in the quiet crucible of your personal private sufferings that your noblest dreams are born and God's greatest gifts are given. When you are going through what looks like a very painful period in your life, a real harrowing experience 
that sometimes even people will tell you, oh, we are with you, we are praying for you. Nobody can go through what you are going through for you, I'm telling you. They can say we are supporting you, we are praying. Good. But you are the one who know what you are going through. Hallelujah. And he said that it is in those private sufferings that your noblest dreams are born. And God's greatest gifts are given. Because when you are going through it, that's when new ideas begin to come. Creativity begins to come. All kinds of insights begin to come. Because if you had just had a smooth run through, you probably won't be able to pick on the other things that God wants you to take note of. And the honest truth is that we, we pray, Lord, let your resurrection power be revealed in my life. Resurrection power is only revealed where there is death. <laughs> I don't need resurrection power if everything is going on kidori for me. <laughs> I need his power when I'm in a place as if nothing is happening. And I'm being fed up. I'm fed up. I, I feel like let me come out of this. I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning, but I believe there's going to be a turnaround for you Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. And Jesus himself said in John chapter 12, verse 24. John chapter 12, verse 24. Just to let you know that there's a principle that brings us into the fullness of all that God has for us. And we cannot escape the process. We cannot uh, abort it. We cannot, uh, you know, truncate it in any way. If you, if you abort the process, you will miss out on the impact that God has ordained for you as an individual or collectively even as a body here. Look at John chapter 12 verse 24. Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat... Fall into the ground and die. It abided what? Alone. Except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and die. It abided what? Alone. Nothing happening. All by itself, year in, year out, looking good. But if it dies. It bringeth what? Forth much fruit. Because the truth is, we are tempted to quit something when it looks like nothing is happening. When it looks like your dreams and desires and goals are being buried. But it says, a Christian all over the world, if I don't die, except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and die. It abides what? Alone. Just a star all by himself. But if it die, it brings more stars. <laughs> yes. Glorious things. A great army of people. And we have them all over the world now. Hallelujah. Because he was tempted to quit at the garden of Gethsemane, wasn't he? He said, Father, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. I don't want to go through this thing. It's painful. He was imagining the nails that would be put in his hands and the death he would have to go through. But because it was the will of God... He surrendered to God's will. And now we are all here today because of what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Look at your brother and sister again. Tell them it is not time to quit. <laughs> Hallelujah. Great things are ahead of you. If you can just wait for it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's go to some scripture here. Romans chapter 12 verse 11 to 13. 
And I read from the message translation of the Bible. Because I'm here this morning just to encourage us. I've not come to do any powerful preaching. <laughs> just to encourage us to take us to another level that God has ordained for us. Romans 12, 11 to 13. It says, don't burn out. Message translation of the Bible. Keep yourselves fueled and aflame. Be alert, servants of the master. Cheerfully expectant. Tell your neighbor I'm cheerfully expectant. Then he says, don't quit in hard times. Don't quit in hard times because it is when things are hard that the tendency and the option to quit then comes up. If you're having hard times in that course, in that subject, in that business pursuit, in that uh, marital uh, situation, whatever it is in that ministerial thing, don't quit in hard times. It says, pray all the what? Harder. That is, match the situation with what it requires. <laughs> Go ahead and above the situation. See yourself seated in heavenly places, far above what? Principalities and powers, and deal with the issue from that realm. <laughs> pray all the harder. Then go ahead and help other people. Whilst you are going through, <laughs> help needy Christians. <laughs> Be inventive in hospitality. Do more than you have done before. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't quit. It's not an option. And that's why it's always good to establish that whatever you are starting was God ordained. Because if he is the author, he will also be the finisher. He will not finish what he didn't authorize. <laughs> so that's why it's always good to establish from the beginning of any venture, be it relationship, be it business, be it marriage, be it a ministry, whatever it is that I establish from the beginning that this is God. So that when hard times come, because the fact that something is God does not mean it will be smooth. <laughs> Are you listening? <laughs> it doesn't mean it's going to be smooth. Some people might tend to want to think, oh, when, when you, they don't have issues like you do sometimes, they think I'm so blessed and highly flavored. <laughs> and and, and, and uh, and every other person is not a child of God like I am. I'm enjoying life. No. You'll be surprised that it is a Jacob who is limping. That is the called one. <laughs> not Esau who already has dukes. Duke this, duke that. It's the Jacob that's limping. That has the anointing and the blessing of God upon his life. So don't ever compare yourself with anybody. Don't ever compare yourself with anybody. But don't quit. Even when times are hard. God will make a way for you. Amen. Jump from there to 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 and 2. In the message translation still. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 and 2. I can't impress this on you too strongly. God is looking over your shoulder. Christ himself is the judge with the final say on everyone, living and dead. He is about to break into the open with his rule. So, proclaim the message with intensity. Keep on your watch. Challenge, warn, and urge your people. Don't ever quit. Just keep it simple. And that's a warning. Or rather, not a warning, but also a message, instruction from Paul to Timothy. Telling him, hey, you are a pastor, you are a minister, please. This is what you are supposed to do. 
keep the message with an intensity, carry on whether people are with you or not, God is about to break into the open with his rule. So continue to do what you're doing. Don't ever well, quit. Hallelujah. And we say quitters are not going to be winners and winners are not well, quitters. Sometimes in the battle of life, all that the enemy is waiting for is for you to quit. Because he knows already that the battle is won. But if you don't show up, <laughs> that's, that's what the enemy is doing for most people. Christians, that they lose their stamina and they come out of the battle not knowing that the end is fixed already. <laughs> that they will win in the end. But he tries all kinds of things to discourage them. To fight them. So they just surrender to the enemy. And when you have stopped fighting, how are you ever going to win? How are you ever going to progress into the next level? When you don't show up for the next round. <laughs> How many know some boxers have done that before? I was watching one before something, you know, I think they show it on, on Facebook or something, you know. Here is this uh, person already getting ready. And then he saw the guy who was supposed to fight. <laughs> and this was a real life thing. <laughs> he saw the guy. He just walked off the stage. <laughs> Praise God. He just walked. He doesn't know that even if this guy may have an Achilles heel, maybe there's a place where he can hit him and you, no matter how big he is, he will fall. But he just saw the size and went off. And the other guy was a Nigerian. <laughs> I think there's a Nigerian guy who was, he looked very stocky. I'm not sure whether the other person was Zambian or something. He just saw him and just left. <laughs> That will not be your portion. Amen. The enemy is defeated already. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But the key to not to quit is something we want to look at today before we close. Because you must know some things. You must understand what God is doing that helps you to stay focused. In James chapter 1 verse 2 it says, count it all joy. When you go through uh, trials, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. He said, let patience have a perfect work in you, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. That is, he says, knowing this, that is, there's some things you must know. That helps you to stay in the battle. That helps you to stay focused. And not think that your whole life is being drowned up and that the enemy is having an advantage. Hallelujah. Psalm 27 verse 13 to 14 in the message translation says, I'm sure now I'll see God's goodness in the exuberant earth. Stay with God. Take heart. Don't quit. I'll say it again. Stay with God. I'm reading from message translation again. Praise the Lord. I'm sure now he says, I'll see God's goodness. That's Psalm 27 verse 13 to 14. I'll read again. In the exuberant earth, stay with God. Take heart. Don't quit. I'll say it again. Stay with God. Tell your neighbor, stay with God. Uh -huh. What does it mean to stay with God? What does it entail? It's not far-fetched. It's about staying in his word. <laughs> In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning, all things were made by him, and without him was nothing made that was made. That is, whatever I want to see created or perfected in my life must come through the avenue of the word. Hallelujah. 
verse 14 of that same chapter, John chapter 1, verse 14 says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Let that word begin to become flesh in you. Before you know it, that word that is already settled in heaven will become a reality on earth. Praise the Lord. And your duty is to line up with it and continue to confess it and declare the promises of God that are yea and amen. It can never fail. Hallelujah. I, you know, just, I don't say too much by myself, but no one went to the UK hoping to just do four years, get my ONG consultancy. <laughs> And come out, go and set up my big hospital in Nigeria. <laughs> that was the plan. Got there and there was trouble. <laughs> All hell broke loose. Everything was like, you are now trapped. <laughs> to go forward, you can't. To go back, you can't. It got to a point where I had to just say, I rely totally on God. Every dream, everything I was planning to go back to, if I bought a plot in, uh, before I came to uh, land, you know, I mean, if I went to the UK and said, okay, I'm going to build there, do all kinds of things, you know. This, as long as, uh, you know, I was saying, uh, I'm still a doctor, but when, they, when I now switch to ministry, they say, go back home. Go back home. Because I you know, wasn't born in the UK. Go back home. And uh, I said, no, I, I ain't going back. <laughs> well, why can't I go back? <laughs> and decided to prolong things, keep pushing it for years, for good eight years. I couldn't travel. When I now, I mean, something just made me to keep believing God that it's God who has said I should now move into full-time ministry. We were Pastor Matthew and we, you know, KICC was starting then. And if it's God, he has to make a way. But everything, every law was against me. Because <laughs> wanted me to go back home. But we kept believing God. I, I lost everything over in uh, Nigeria that I was going to go back to. All, you know. In fact, when, I, when we got the uh, stay, eventually it was, we got back there to the plot and I took the person to take me to where the plot is. And it's a church that has been built on it. <laughs> and I'm wondering, who should I fight? God or... <laughs> who, who should I fight? <laughs> Lost everything. I can't trace anything, whether it was music systems or anything. Everything just gone like that. But we kept believing God during those periods. And then suddenly, they now said, hey, those whose children are seven years plus and are not, uh, they don't have their uh, stay and, you know, but they have children that are born in the UK and are seven years and above, that they are going to give them automatic stay, indefinite stay. And I remember in those days, Pastor Matthew, I mean, it's not necessarily directly to me, but I took it as personal that they would change the law because of you. <laughs> and here comes, it so matched the time when my first daughter, Joy, you know, she just turned seven. And they said seven years. I said, this, this is for me. <laughs> there, there was no doubt that God went behind the scenes to make some things happen for you. Because you stayed on. Because I had all kinds of things that said go. I, I mean, I, I, at that time too, I had passed the exam to go and practice in the uh, in US. I, but I said, this is where God wants me. In those days, we call it ECFMG, you know, those early days, you know. 
Well, to go and practice, but I, I wasn't going to go. <laughs> Options were there, but it is, did God say the matters? And then you stay on until your change comes. You don't quit. You keep believing. Right now, some of the things that I thought I lost are coming back to me gradually. Gradually, I'm seeing God do some great things. Just this year, somebody, I don't speak to the person. I don't relate to him. He knows me. I just know him from a very loaded guy. We were at a meeting, you know, went to Pastor Yemisi's uh, father's funeral. And he sat on our table and he said, he started to ask me, he said, where do you stay? I said, oh, well, we stay somewhere, you know, just bought something in an estate somewhere in Lekki there in Nigeria. I said, I said, oh, he used a very nice local Nigerian. He said, you are too fine for that place. And I'm saying, what's this guy? That place, that place is a good place. And, uh, and this is this is real. And he said, "Look, he began to show me some diagrams. I don't know why he, he brought it to a funeral service. <laughs> the guy is a business guy. <laughs> We're talking about way keeping, and he brought it there and was showing me the diagram. Said this one, this one, this one. and this place is a very posh area. This this is those are the old money of Nigeria, you know." He said, this one, that I should go and check this uh, flat that, that, that cost a million dollars anywhere. He said, but for you, one third of the price. Ah. I said, <laughs> like Pastor Matthew said, my mother didn't raise a fool. <laughs> <Let me. laughs> Our prayers wasn't too long. <laughs> Because this looked like this person, God just used him. And he's somebody that, you know, cannot run away. Because, you know, pastor knows, we all know him, you know, somehow. You know, he cannot run, but I don't speak to him. I say, you know. But from that day, he felt he needed to bless me. And this, I'm seeing as a recovery of lost things. There are people who will be wondering to get a flat in that, on that, pla in that place. Five bedroom, four bedroom. You know, he, wanted, he said, I will do it for you. Don't tell anybody else. So. <laughs> I said, I won't. But I can testify because I will not mention his name until, the, <laughs> until it's delivered. <laughs> now, I'm just saying this because it's good to stay with God. It is very important. Because let me tell you, after all is said and done, this world is not about you. <laughs> and I always tell people that it's not about us. For from him and through him and to him are all things. Is the alpha, is the omega, is the beginning and the end of all things. Our times, our lives are in his hands. All things consist in him and without him was nothing made that was made. We have only this, if you live 120, praise God. You have a meager 120 years to live. How can life be about you? Life has to be about the one who is I mean, who was and is and is to come. It cannot be about us. We have just been allowed in the moment of time that we are allowed to come to the world to be a partaker of that divine nature, of, of his blessings. And so, you get to a point where you learn to surrender everything to him. And say, my life is in your hands. Now, in all of that, it's going to be giving you instructions. Please, don't get me wrong. You're not going to stay in your bed and say, my life is in your hand. I will get first class. Mm. <laughs> my life is in your hand. You will you, you, you get a good zero. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, my marriage is in your hand. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> not loving my wife. I'm not here. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> 
You have to follow divine what? instructions. Look at 2 Timothy and I begin to round up. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 15 to 17. Are you still here? Yes, sir. Praise God. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 15 to 17. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures. Because that's the word, isn't it? <laughs> Which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. It says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for what? Doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And the end point is that the man of God, how many men or women of God are here this week? That the man of God may be perfect Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Hallelujah. This is how that word is going to become flesh in me. As I study it, meditate on it. Paul, I mean, Solomon was saying to his son, Proverbs 4, my son, incline thy hear to my sayings. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Let them not depart from your eyes. For they are life to those that find and health to all their flesh. And as I begin to let that word become for me my doctrine. To show me, because a doctrine really is the truth and the principles that underpins uh, what you really believe and how you're going to function with them. Reproof. The word of God has to reprove me. It's got to change my... In fact, in the, in the message translation, it says, exposing our rebellion. Showing us truth. That is the doctrine. Exposing our rebellion. Then uh, for correction, it says, correcting our mistakes. And then training us to lead God's way for instruction in righteousness. And the end point, he says, that the man of God may be perfect. Oh, I know there is theological debate about sinless perfection. But I stick with what the word says. That the man of God may be perfect. Thoroughly furnished. That is, you get to a point where you have everything you need. Unto yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. how many works? All, All good works. All. Nothing lacking. Yes, the same that was said in James chapter 1 verse 2. says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith work, works patience. It says, let patience have work, a perfect work in you that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me tell you, particularly for church, I got to a point where I sit down and say, God, how does ministry, what is this ministry thing? <laughs> how, what, are, what are we supposed to be like or to be doing? Is it about the size? Is it about the smallness? Is it about what? Yes, I believe that church must grow. Please understand. <laughs> Let nobody kid themselves and say, well, in our church we are 50 and we are going to heaven. No. The other church, they are 1,000, they are going to hell. <laughs> yeah, look at no, no, no. Church must grow. But I began to see that God wants us to be like him. That is the end point of every ministry is that the man of God may be perfect. <laughs> Thoroughly what? Furnished. In the message translation, it says, through the word we are put together and shaped for the tasks God asks for us. Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. 
So that my focus sometimes when it comes to ministry is no longer how the song was sung. Oh yeah, my background is music. I did some music too. So it's no longer how the song was sung. It's no longer how, yeah, yeah, but that, that doesn't mean somebody should come here and sing rubbish, you know. You know. I will fight them. I fight them in my church. Why, why do, what do you think we are singing there? In a, in a, praise God. <laughs> praise God. It's no longer how the conference and everything. This, did somebody's life change? Did they become closer to God? Because what's going to change our generation are people who are made in the image of God. People who Christ has become resident in their lives to affect and to influence things. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto what? All good works. All good works. That's why it's not time to quit. The goal is higher than the goals we have set for ourselves. The race is a marathon. You cannot quit. You have to keep pressing on. Like the songwriter said, I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. I'm going to have to keep marching forward. Some of us set very, very small goals for ourselves. If I can have a four-bedroom house and a Rolls Royce, so what? Is that all? That the man of God may be thoroughly furnished, may be perfect, Unto all good works. That's why my prayers can never end. Because I'm not there yet. My pursuit can never stop. Because I'm not there yet. I'm going to keep pressing on. You only quit when you think that the goal you have. The short term goals you have. You have not attended unto it, so you, you quit because you're comparing yourself with somebody else and all that, all the, oh, this thing. No, no, no. What God has for you takes you beyond this realm into eternity. So my understanding has to change as to what I've been called into. And we have to always go back to what happened in the beginning. Adam and Eve sinned. This whole thing, I tell people that church may not have been necessary if Adam and Eve had not sinned. We will all be functioning in the image of our Father God. Living the way he wants us to live. Thinking the way he wants us to think. And having a glorious time on planet earth. Never to die. That was God's intention. And so everything I do in life, I'm always going to have to go back to that beginning. Lest I miss my way. Because there are many things in life that tends to attract us and make us miss our way and when we don't attain unto it because somebody's going to say something, somebody's not going to be happy or we want to do something to show off to somebody somewhere and we, 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 we then quit when we feel we can't. No. What I've taken on is something I can't quit from. <laughs> oh no, no. You can't quit from this thing. And it has nothing to do with how anybody sees me. Is an eternal thing. A never ending connection with the divine nature. Stand to your faith. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Hallelujah. Everybody stand. Right now, if you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of think, speaking in tongues, I want everybody just to begin to pray in the language of the Spirit in this place. If you have not, just pray your own words. 
Marande le broshi kataya labasa. Nando si kateriande le boshata. Ne kandes ariande le bosh. Zeri brahande le broshi kataya labasa. Ah labakataya labasa. Maroski prande suprande. Ah la bruske te brahande le bosh. Come on, come on, one more minute. Just begin to pray in the spirit. Mambrosa. Mambrosa. Yela brese keprando lobosh. Lekeria de lebrosha tayalabas. Marabakatayalabasa. Mandele brosi katayalabasa. Le Se brande soto caribra handele bush. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, say right now by the power and the name of Jesus and the authority of the word of God and by the blood of the Lamb. I speak right now to every obstacle. Every limitation, every restriction in any area of my life that is preventing me from accomplishing every task, every purpose of God for my life. I speak to you obstacles. I command, get out of my way. Get out of my path. Come on, begin to take authority right now in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. I want you to hold your brother and sister. Whatever situation or circumstance they are in and the enemy is trying to limit them or making them to feel a sense of running away or quitting, we agree from this morning that that program of the enemy to outwit them, to take them out of the path of what God has ordained for them, we destroy that program. I said we destroy the program of the enemy in the name of Jesus and we command a new day, a new beginning, a new day. Come on, begin to pray for them right now. Every challenge, everything that the enemy is walking in any place against their joy, against their peace, we nullify by the power in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Oh, come on, say a good amen. amen. We're getting ready for something big from tomorrow and I trust that this will have an indelible mark on KICC Canada as much as on, it's going to be on the city of Toronto I pray that the grace of God will be manifest visibly 
in the ministration as Pastor Matthew comes. We don't, for those of us who are part of this body here, we don't want to um, misuse it. And we don't want to take it for granted. That whatever deposit is coming, we are going to run with it and begin to see the impact it makes in our own church and then locally. Hallelujah. So we're going to pray that tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, His glory will be there. His power will be there. And know that we need to go out of our way to go and get souls in. Praise the Lord. Get them in from the north, the south, the east, the west. That there will be a major move of God. A powerful move of God. A life-changing move of God. Come on, begin to pray right now. In Jesus' name. And I speak to KICC Canada here. I say, don't think yourself too small. God is about to elevate you. God is about to use you. As many as surrender themselves to the purposes of God for this house, God will make every mountain to become a plain for them. Crooked places will become smooth. Rough places will become smooth. Every valley will be exalted. New things, fresh things will begin to take place. There will be increase, progress, advancement, enlargement. Except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and die. It abided alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Father, in this place we declare much fruit. Much fruit. Much fruit. Much fruit. Much fruit. Do things beyond their wildest dream. Father, do great things in this place. Take them beyond this place into greater places into greater eyes every limitation every restriction we remove in the name of Jesus we command a new day a fresh season a glorious season in Jesus name praise the Lord come on give God praise Please be seated. I want us to prepare a seed on a day like this. I want us.